Hey. Hey, what's up? Uh, not much. Watching Discovery. Or oh, nice. I was... <laughs> I'll get to that tomorrow. Uh, I did yeah. not... I did knock out message in a bottle yesterday, so I'm good for that one. Um, uh, yeah, I'm doing discovery first, and then I'll uh, I'll try to actually catch. Uh, I'll try to do message in the bottle tomorrow. Yeah, but I'm also gonna try and do uh, House of Gucci tomorrow as well. Oh, nice! I thought you were doing that on Saturday. Cool. Yeah, I'll try to do it tomorrow if I can. Nice, nice. Yeah. Yeah, my memory of that's still pretty good, so we should still get a decent show out of that. Oh yeah, a while since I saw it, but um, yeah, Corey brought up a point. I think I saw that the the Gucci family's suing Ridley Scott for uh, defamation and stuff. Oh, I knew there was stuff about it that they didn't like because he made them all, made them all look like gangsters. But we'll get into that. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Uh, yep. So uh, yeah, here's somebody. Yeah. Oh, that'll be Josh again. Hello. Um. So apparently Justin's entertaining people. So I guess we'll start now, and he's just gonna be in and out depending on jump in and out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. Okay. So uh, welcome to the B Team Podcast. My name is John Macy. Tonight we are here to review uh something that we took a little bit to get to but with thanksgiving and everybody having different stuff going on we just finally got to a night we are here for ghostbusters afterlife uh i am joined i am joined by milos hello 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 josh krubner yeah and justin ayot yeah justin made an appearance nice hello sir um So let's just very quickly give our quick thoughts on this. I'm going to go last because I also have a rant is coming. I have a rant, which I guess, we, I mean, depending on if, if multiple people want to support this rant, if we want to do it later, just let me know. But I'll go last. So, uh, Justin. What? Oh, what did I, what did I think of it? Your um, movie. <laughs> Your general thoughts on this movie, like we always start with. You've been on twenty movies <laughs> by now. Wait, this Sorry. isn't his first. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Uh, me. No problem. No problem. I liked it. You know, I I think I liked it more than all of you guys did, judging by the comments we've made to each other so far. Um, mm-hmm. I thought it was good. Nice, Josh. I liked it better than one of two NES Ghostbusters two video games. Okay, <laughs> Milos. I loved it. Nice. Okay, and I um, I have a massive qualifier, which we'll get into after I get into the basics. I did really enjoy this. I mean, my 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 general idea for a lot of these movies is like these like franchise movies where you're on like the third, fourth, fifth installment is like is this better than the worst thing that exists in this franchise is generally my bar. And for this, because the, it was legitimately good aside from the one or two gripes I have. Uh, but my bar was, is this better than fucking answer the call, which this was by a wide margin. So there was no way I was going to hate this thing. I just have some, 
as a long-standing Ghostbusters fan, I have some gripes. Uh, but I would say this was, uh, considering what this could have had going against it, this was an unqualified success for most people. Um, and I'm of the belief that the box office is kind of showing that right now. So I'd give um, this one a thumbs up. I have Sarah's thoughts because she's not here, but I have her thoughts summed up. Um, she liked it when we first saw it. And the more she thought about it, the more it started to unravel. Uh, and now she's just kind of like, yeah, whatever. Okay. So should we do the plot before I do the rant? Or because, I mean, it's sort of. It's sort yeah, of. Yeah, we jump to the plot, I think. Yeah. Why don't we run? Then, the you, can, then you can rant. So this basically starts with, you know, this whole movie takes place in Oklahoma, if I have my states correct. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. and, it start, and it starts off with an old guy who sort of looks like Harold Ramis. Um, obviously, you know, supposed to be Egon, although they never say it because he never interacts with anyone. Um, but Yeah, but you kind of get that idea. Yeah, but you see him yeah. go to a mine and... Uh, Run run away from said mine, and the the terror dogs from the original films show up. Do you see them at that point? Like you see the hand thing through the chair from the first movie again. Before, when he's being chased, you see a ghost. It's like okay, a I don't know if you saw the. I don't know if you saw the actual dogs or not. It's been a couple weeks since I saw the it's thing. Through a glimpse. Yeah, so I think it's like I can feel in whatever you know. So, yeah, the, the dogs don't come in until they crack out of the statues. Right. Okay. So it was just a general ghost thing. So then he di- he died, and you cut to his daughter, played by Carrie Coon, uh, who was terrible and has no personality whatsoever. Um, and uh, I thought at one point they were just gonna like leave her on the side, but I was like, hmm. Yeah. They kind of do need the key master and gatekeeper. And she has two. Two teenage kids, Phoebe and Trevor, played respectively by McKenna Grace and Finn Wolfhard. Um, she has left his old home, his old farmhouse where he wasn't farming anything in Oklahoma, and you know thinks she might actually be able to get. And she's like in debt and stuff, and thinks she might be able to get something of value out of it. So she goes out there, finds there's nothing, and I guess. Janine was living in this town? And no, no, no. Well, so no, Janine, Janine was just was handling the estate, the estate. Yeah. Okay. And uh, basically, she just showed up to hand off the house. And he, at that point, already had a reputation as a dirt farmer. Because as we find out later, he was farming something. Right. Yeah, he just, like, digs up but doesn't farm. He doesn't plant. He doesn't collect nothing. There's right. nothing growing. But he still farms. So the so the two kids start, <laughs> so the two kids start in school and where we are and it's like a summer school program uh, yeah and so there we are introduced to uh, Gary Gruberson played by Paul Rudd who was uh, he she really misused he is sort of one of my gripes because he's good for about half of it and then we we'll get into. When we get into his performance in particular, we'll get into what one of my problems was. Um, and he immediately likes Phoebe because she actually ha- – he's a he's a seismologist, 
I guess, if I remember correctly. Yeah, he basically and, plays the kids' scary movies on the VHS. Yep, it was basically they were watching <laughs> summer school or something. Um, so he, she has, she's like a little, she's like a little Egon, right? So he immediately yeah. liked the kid, um, and uh, so he explains that this town with no. And this is all been. This scene has been in all the previews too. So I'm not saying anything we don't already know. But like the idea that this town in Oklahoma, that's not on any sort of like important seismic area, has like daily earthquakes for no apparent reason. So yeah, it's uh, not on the ley lines, fault lines, or anything else. No tectonic plate activity, but there's there's shaking every single day or at least on a regular basis. So um, as it goes on, the kid, and if I'm missing anything, because it was like two weeks ago when I saw this thing. Um, so the kid eventually finds Egon's old equipment and Finn Wolfhard stumbles upon the car. The Ecto-1 is in his garage with no yeah. no idea what it actually is. He just thinks figures it's a car. So... Uh, he's restoring the car. Exactly, and he tries to fix it. And Phoebe, actually, she doesn't just stumble onto the equipment. It's actually Egon's ghost that leads her to it. Right, because, so, just to backtrack, in the beginning opening scene, I thought it was the Terror Dogs, too. I actually had to look it up. It's not. It just says it's a bestial entity that looks like one. Um, he catches one in a trap, and then he puts the trap in the floor, but yes. then his ghost leads Phoebe to it. And if his ghost had never done that, the plot of the movie wouldn't have happened, and the terror dogs never would have gotten out. Nope. Right. Well, before before she finds the uh, the equipment and stuff, I think she uh, goes to the summer school first, and we meet Paul Rudd and stuff like that. And yeah, she he covered like, that. Oh, all right. I, yeah, I, I, I think I heard that part. <laughs> And I think okay. I got that right, so we'll we'll leave that alone. Um, so here's where I start to get a little fuzzy. Um, uh, Phoebe meets the the other kid, that kid who just called himself podcast the whole time. I couldn't help but laugh at that. Baby uh, Ray. Yep he he was good though. I actually yeah, no, really he was good. he was good and she was good. I like both yeah. of them. I really yeah, enjoyed were, that they were the kid. Best characters. I hated the other two. <laughs> yep, and uh, so they. You know, there's reports of so she started dicking around with the equipment, and Finn Wolfhard gets the car to work. Um, and we can talk about how useless I think Finn Wolfhard is in this movie. I didn't even remember the character's name. He's basically there to drive the car. That is yeah. the only reason he's even in this movie. They needed a kid old enough to to feasibly drive the yep. car, and that's it. Because yeah, Phoebe and podcast wouldn't. Yeah. I mean, and then you had to, you know, then he had to, the car driver had to have a love interest, so enter Lucky or whatever her name is. I didn't even know what her name was. I didn't think it was ever used. Um, Well, I looked it up now. She goes by Lucky. So Finn Wolf has sort of a, uh, as Milos said, a love interest. He starts working at like the the diner, the town diner, and it's like a it's like a burger hop. Oh, okay, like a Sonic or something. Yeah. Almost. Yeah. yeah. So they deal with uh, a a like Slimer equivalent ghost, except it like eats metal 
instead Roger. of yep yep it was actually, I actually did kind of like the design they didn't you know I I thought they were gonna go full like full like half ass reboot and just make it Slimer but yeah. I do appreciate yeah, I the thought it was, they went with something yeah. else so uh so they do that and of course they break all kinds of laws um and uh you know so then they go to jail and the mom and Paul Rudd have to bail them out and uh you start to find out over the course of this movie that you know so at that point Phoebe calls and she's been you know looking at ghostbuster stuff on the internet like they pull up the old TV ad like the we're ready to believe you thing from yeah this call and five, so five, she, five. so she calls Ray at at Ray's occult which is one of the few things they they kept from Ghostbusters 2 um yeah and he basically says, you know, she mentions something like, did you know Egon Spengler? And he says, Egon Spengler can go to hell. At which yeah. point my, and this is basically the point of my rant, but we'll get through the rest of the plot before I do this. This is where my my antenna went up like, oh, fuck. <laughs> um, but, uh, so uh, the mom gets them out of jail. You find out that Egon was in this town because he believed that he had evidence that Gozer was going to come back in this town because, and Josh, stop me if I have this wrong, Evo Shandor, the guy who built the building in the original Ghostbusters, ran his cult out of this town and was had like a selenium mine that he was making all the girders from that were eventually used in that building. Yes. Yeah. And, yeah. And goes returns. It's to this little shit pit town in Oklahoma. Right. Yep. Um, so that does happen. You get the, the I did, I did kind of like the scene in the Walmart with Paul Rudd and the stay puffs and the terror dogs and stuff. But at that point, yeah, that was fun. At that point, it got kind of silly to me. And here's my, my gripe about Paul Rudd. Like I thought he was, as Milo said, criminally under criminally misused in the sense of like the first half of the movie has the right idea. Like he was, I thought he was going to be the one adult that believed them and the one adult yeah, that was going, to help, was going to help them. But then the second half of the movie, he turns in the fucking low rent Lewis Tully. Yeah. And it's like, if you're going to do that, just get fucking Moranis. Like why? Uh, oh yeah. He could have come back or something. I mean, yeah. Janine was there, well, he, so he like, wouldn't come back. But yeah, no. But I mean, yeah, I, don't, I think he, well, yeah. he's done with acting, so he wouldn't have came back. I don't think he, he would have. But they could have at least if if that was what you were going to do with Paul Rudd, <laughs> made the effort, I guess. Um, mm. And to me, it's just criminal that he never shares the screen with Bill Murray and Dan Aykroyd. Like you had to me, you had to have some kind of moment where he was on screen with Bill Murray and Dan Aykroyd, and they don't do that. <laughs> Um, yeah, especially because he knew who the Ghostbusters were. Yep. So yeah, especially because he was a fanboy. Like they could have had yeah. some shit in there, and they well, don't. So I'll, I'll stop you right there because this is my biggest issue. Like, you know, as you said, they don't really mention Ghostbusters two at all to the point where we and millions of people online were like, "Is it still canon?" And the director had to come out and say, "Yes, it is." Um, this is a world where one and two happened. And like nobody believes in ghosts or gives a shit, and they forgot about the Ghostbusters. 
Yep. I just assume. Well, here's the thing. I don't consider that a problem just because you had the same thing happen between one and two. Right, yes. but it was, so it was a already established. Well, I yeah, just, no, it's a giant problem because like the gap between the first and the second one is like five years, right? Yeah. Yeah. So this is a bigger gap, and this is this isn't in New York. This is somewhere in Ohio. In Ohio, so. Yep. So you basically but, get. Yeah. Yeah, I don't really see that as a problem. I just, I just assumed that because it had nothing to do with the Gozer thing, they left it out. I mean, you know. Well, well, even if they left out too, uh, that's fine. I'm saying the fact that the world isn't obsessed with the Ghostbusters. I mean, they would be everywhere, and there would be like people outside Egon's house, like in T-shirts. Yeah, Mm. no, you're right. Especially, yeah, but within the universe, it was already kind of established that people just attribute that to like hocus pocus whatever and they just kind of forgot just like, in, you in know. the first one sure but if the second one is canon i mean you're talking about a way bigger event on new year's eve on national television i mean they moved the statue of liberty well yeah i, <laughs> I know i watched it but it's still it i see where you i see your point but within the established universe they already established that people forget yep so so the end of this is basically and and i'm probably i'm blowing through it just because i know we want to get to the real discussion uh the end of this is basically you get the the force awakens version of the the gozer emergence from the first movie with uh carrie coon and paul rudd as sigourney weaver and and uh, rick moranis yeah, the dress was from the fucking demon dog. Yeah, that was bizarre. I just figured that was something Sigourney Weaver was wearing because Dana Barrett would have just weird shiny clothing like that, and if yep. she was all hopped up on shit and demon possessed, she would put something like that on. Yep, that was weird. Uh, so you know, then the the kids, the kids basically fight Gozer, uh, and you know, are vaguely successful, but then get their asses kicked. And then uh, they get back to the farm because they figure out that Egon has basically, rather than farming anything, he just has a whole field of traps down. Um, yep. So you, if the goal is to get Gozer out into the trap field and activate it, and then it'll go away. Uh, so then they're getting their asses beat, and Venkman, Stance, and, and Winston all show up in the last like 15 minutes uh, and help them out. And obviously they succeed or there would be no possible sequel going forward. Um, Of course. Well, well first they had to rip off Dragon Ball Z and we get the ghost of Egon doing the uh, one handed spirit Kamehameha to help his granddaughter. Yep. I did. (laughs) And I I my ass off in the theater. Yep. I, I have no Dragon Ball Z reference, so that, that went over my head entirely. It's, it's like literally one-to-one. The the older character oh, yeah. is dead in oh, the yeah. afterlife and actually shows up to help the one-handed kid who's injured deliver the energy blast. Yep. Yeah, and they kind of do like father-son thing. Yeah. I did, so. like, um, I did like the Egon stuff. I mean... I did. I think I, it was on point. I think yep. I love the way that they pulled it off. Yeah, I, I like the way great. they envisioned it. I like the way that they performed it on screen. Well, and I loved everything about it. And I already told you I cried. 
I, yeah, no, I, I, I thought it was great. I actually really liked how the ghost of Egon looked like an older Egon Spangler and didn't look like yep. Harold Ramis when he died. Yeah, yeah, I actually thought that was that was uh, a nice. I thought way that to was do. a great tribute, like just yeah, his, on point. His uh, his daughter also liked that. I read something afterwards that um, yep. that his daughter um, liked the fact that they didn't quote make him into a a jolly Santa Claus. Yep, so. which you could, which you could have, considering what he looked like when he died. Well, know? yeah, I, I think that's why. And you get a couple of uh, post credits bits. Uh, one of them is uh, you basically see Peter, and he's still with Dana Barrett uh, even after all these years. Um, and then there's another one where yeah, they're we- using the zapper from the first Ghostbusters yep. movie, and he admits the cards were marked. So that's how he knew. Yep. Um, <laughs> yep. Uh, and then the other one was Winston takes the car back to New York to uh, get it repaired. And um, yeah, you're kind of seen driving on the bridge. And he's like a bazillionaire now, apparently. And he was funding Ray's bookstore and all this other stuff. And they kind of make it sound like if they do, if there is a sequel to this, that it might be like him restarting the Ghostbusters with the kids and Paul Rudd maybe as the people actually doing it. I don't know. Yeah. It was just sort well, of, if they, do, if they do bring like Paul Rudd really like after being misused in this one, he kind of yeah, needs they, a redemption arc. They can save it. I mean, to me, it wasn't so bad that it can't be saved. It was just the second half of it was like, this is all you're going to do with him. Okay. Um, well, yeah, there was, yeah. So anyway, uh, that's your plot. I probably took way longer than I should have, but uh, there you are. Um, so should I do the rant now? Or... Go for it. Okay. So, Get it off your chest. So I have a long-standing problem with the tendency in these, le- I'm going to call them legacy reboot movies, to have this general idea of like, I know what we should do, and they all do it. Like, we could go through a list, and, like, they all do it. Like, the Star Wars movies did it, and, like, that's the biggest one that comes to mind for me. But we could probably throw a list together, and most of them do this. But, like, and I get the whole idea of, like, you want to do something interesting with the original characters, and there's a certain amount of deconstruction involved, you know, I guess, if you want to get all fucking artsy-fartsy about it. But why is there this tendency or this requirement of the way these movies are made to make all of your original characters giant assholes in the service of whatever plot you're trying to do. Because to me, as somebody who loves the original film, uh, has a, has developed a newfound respect in the last few years, which I think came up on the pod we did for Ghostbusters 2, I don't believe in any way, after watching those two movies for you know, 35, however many years it's been, that if Egon believed that there was a return of Gozer about to happen, he would not, like, take all their equipment and run off on his own to some shitty farm and try to do the whole thing by himself. The first thing he would have done is gone to the other three and said, I need your help. Get out here now. And Ray is the ultimate believer. There's no way he would have said, you're fucking crazy, go away. He would have been the first one in line to help him. And I just, 
you expect me to believe for that entire two hour movie that those two characters would do that? Like if, if Peter had been the one to say, you're full of shit, you know, go do whatever. Yeah. That I would That's believe. Peter. Yeah. <laughs> that would have made sense to me, but you, you take to me, like with all the other, all the other franchises that have done this lately, like I don't like it, but I can at least the story gives you enough, uh, I guess enough tenuous logic that I kind of understand where how they get to that, but I feel like you basically to get to it here, you basically had to assassinate the characters of Egon and Ray to do it, and it was just like I don't, I can't, you know, it was the one thing I couldn't get over, but I liked, you know, eighty five percent of this movie. <laughs> I'm just tired of that tendency with these reboots to just do this over and over and over. <laughs> well, they had to figure out some way to kind of make it well interesting. Yeah, yeah. But, as, uh, I mean, Josh, as Josh mentioned at the beginning, you know, had the ghost of Egon not led Phoebe to the trap in the floorboards, the movie wouldn't happen. So. Yeah. No, you're right about that. But like, why? <laughs> but I guess what I my problem is like, why does it have to be like? Egon became a crazy person and Ray was an asshole. Why couldn't it have been like... No, no, I get it. I get yeah. it. Why couldn't it have been like, we were doing Ghostbuster stuff and then after like a couple of years, after a couple of years, it all kind of stopped and then Egon died. Stop doing it. Um, probably not. <laughs> Okay, so she's a dog. <laughs> that was weird. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. You don't say. I, I was saying it gets worse. If you do the math, Egon had his daughter before Ghostbusters 1 and had already bailed on her. Well, wait, how old was she supposed yeah, to be? Yeah, it's best not to do the math. She's supposed to be her actual age, and he was supposed to have been his actual age. Fucking 40 when he did Ghostbusters in 84. So she was born in 81 to 82. Okay, well, that's... Yeah, I don't think they're expecting you to do the math, because that doesn't make any sense. I mean, it makes about as much sense as Egon having a daughter between one and two or after two and then bailing on her yep yeah i just yeah i mean like i said i liked about 85 percent of this but you know i just i had a real problem getting over that idea that egon and ray were giant dickheads it's no, like, i agree i mean like I mean, that's, that's the trend now but um, so here's here's something that'll blow your mind okay Gozer isn't a ghost. Gozer Nor are the terror dogs. I just assumed Gozer was a demon. Well, I mean... Gozer's a demon slash demigod, but my point is only spirits can get caught in a ghost trap. Right. The only <laughs> spirit on the playing field in that battle was Egon. And when the traps went off... Yeah, he, he didn't caught. get caught. Yeah. Okay, that's true. There was one yeah. thing that flashed through my mind. I was like, hey, all these traps are open. All these ghosts are getting caught. And yet Egon isn't? Right. I mean, I, I thought it was like the worst handling of, of Gozer imaginable. 
because in the first one, Gozer is just so powerful. And it's basically like, you know, a dark trinity of the disembodied voice. And then you have, you know, Gozer the Destructor and then the Traveler. And, um, you know, when it becomes the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man, it's not the chick they were fighting on the roof. It materializes like 10 blocks away. Yeah. While the disembodied voice is still going off. This was just like, you know, a self-contained entity. And then it was like when you take out one of the dogs, like half of Gozer is gone. Yep. I almost wonder if that's a consequence of because uh, it seemed like a lot of the cool stuff that Gozer did was actually off camera. Um, so I wonder if that's a consequence of how relatively low the budget was on this movie, because it was only made for seventy five million dollars. Which, well, so when oh. I did some digging, there were like three major drafts of this movie that have been rewritten, recut, reshot over yep. the last three years. And um, the whole Gozer thing wasn't the original intended plan. So, I mean, you can, yep. this is one where you can definitely see the rewrite reshoot. And I think it was just tacked on. I mean, they didn't know what the hell they were doing. You think with the, you know, the fact that this got delayed like 12 times because of the COVID stuff, you think maybe they just rewrote the ending in that time? And Well, that and they were screening it for test audiences and they weren't getting the result they wanted. Like originally, most of the movie was going to take place in New York. There was basically going to be a Evo Shandor plot. Uh, Paul Rudd was going to be a living relative of Shandor. He was trying to possess to come back. Um, you know, okay. like the, the end result doesn't make sense because if you have the Gozer mine with the, the temple, why would Gozer go to New York at all? And even if Gozer was defeated in New York, why wouldn't Gozer immediately and then just go to this town in the mine? Well, you could make the argument in the original movie that Shandor designed the building to be something that Gozer would be attracted to. And, and right, but Shandor designed the temple in the mine for the same exact reason. I guess. I mean, I kind of yeah, but that was the whole uh, the years on the house and then the years in the temple. Yeah, and one of the years they kind of predict. uh, Yeah, they kind of predict exactly like at what what point Gozer's coming back. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. If if Gozer and all the times that Gozer was there before, go to New York at all. Yep. No, I know it was. Well, a, there's it was no, a weird... there's no explanation. Like, uh, how long was the mine closed? Oh, if I had seen it, closer, if the mine was... wasn't there in '84, or if it was still like functioning in '84. There for a hundred years because Shandor was buried there. Oh yeah, right. And he was, uh, getting, uh, he was he, getting. He the dies in twenty-seven. Well, you see, it's best not to focus on that stuff, just because then you have to explain them, and as long as you don't think about it, no explanation yep. is then, necessary. Exactly. They they want you to turn off your brain with the marshmallow, and they make no sense. Yep. And well, which they did, they were funny as hell, but they made no sense. Just to kind of, I gotta say, and this is another another component of like, as much as there are things in this movie that I objected to, uh. You know, it obviously had, and we can talk about exactly what those things were, but it obviously had, like, plenty of those uh, member berries moments, for lack of a better term. And this is how I know that I give more of a shit about Ghostbusters than I do about something like Star Wars, because every one of the member berry moments in the Star Wars sequels pissed me off. Mm -hmm. But 
I went as much as I knew they were manipulating me with afterlife and all those moments. I still went for him. Like I got kind of happy when he started driving the car and when the, when the proton pack went off and the first time they opened the trap up, I was like, Oh, cool. You know? So like, this is how I know that I care more about ghostbusters than I do about star Wars. Um, I mean, some of them I felt were a little too much, like the stack of books, the spores, mold and fungus in the basement. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think they were they were leaning a little bit too hard into it, but most of them to me weren't like offensive. They were just kind of like, oh yeah, you're trying a bit too hard. But well, I know. mean, I I I know like uh, and just kind of to break in here a little bit because I've been trying to kind of break in a little bit, but everybody was kind of freaking out. Um, and uh, I mean, with the whole thing with like the member berries and like knowing stuff from back in the day or whatever. I mean, yeah, I mean they maybe did go a little overboard in some cases, like, yeah, the spores and that kind of crap, you know, but, um, you know, I, I felt like this compared to like other franchises and other reboots they've done. I didn't think it was that much like pandering or whatever, than like it would have been in like another one. It's kind of seemed like it went on the story they were telling about like the kids relearning who their grandfather was. And then, um, the stuff with like the mine and everything like that, like they kind of explain that when they go into the the mine and and they see like all the years on there and and they find his like uh, coffin and stuff like that. They do kind of go into like a little bit of a like a, um, a backstory of like how all that came to be, which I mean for me was fine. You know what I mean? Like obviously with a Ghostbusters three, I mean you know they basically made this to kind of redo the damage from the 16 one, you know, and you know, the damage to the ghostbusters brand, I guess, or whatever, you know what I mean? And yeah, and with them not, and with them not like speaking or whatever, or having issues with, with each other for like 20 years or 30 years or whatever, I've, I've seen plenty of older people hold grudges against each other for like little things here and there. And, and I mean, um, Ray kind of goes into it when he's on the phone with his granddaughter, not knowing it's his granddaughter, um, about like all the problems and about them going broke over it. And, and, you know, how he didn't like how like Egon was going overboard about this thing in Oklahoma. And then, so, I mean, they do have an explanation, which I get it like for you guys, it wasn't that great of an explanation or it wasn't really something that you guys liked about it but for me like i kind of like oh at least they're kind of giving an explanation other than like like in the force awakens when uh you just find out that um that uh han solo and leia aren't together anymore and you got to find it out in a book about why they separated like i like there were explanations in it whether or not the explanations were good enough is a different thing, but I, I felt like that they did cover kind of their bases with trying to get like the, like the information across about what happened over the last 30 years to all of them. Yeah, they, they yep. did. That's just like John said, it's like Egon and Ray never would have done those things. I just don't, I just um, don't buy Egon would have done. I mean, you well, know. there's a lot of things that people think that people wouldn't do when they're older and they do so i mean i get that like you don't think that those characters would have done it but i mean who knows maybe there was just a breaking point where they were just pissed off at each other i mean in real life that happens you know the people who you think aren't going to be friends anymore end up not being friends or whatever for whatever reason and obviously with them you know what i mean so i mean i get i get that as a as a extreme ghostbusters fan you are unhappy about it but like i don't know for me it, it seemed like it was all right justin 
using what you just said, the entire mm-hmm. basis of the MCU of the last like two phases is that Tony and Steve have a falling out. When Thanos finally shows up, what is the first thing that he does? When Thanos shows up, he uh he, he grabs the phone. Yeah. Yeah, but see that's this, this is but like that's different though because they this is what we've just put our petty shit aside for. Yeah, but that's but that's that different though. They to Ray and Egon. Yeah, 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 but that that's a little different though because I mean, the problem is is that they really weren't like all that good friends uh Tony and and Steve and you know he basically just opened up the flip phone cuz he knew that like basically the end of the world was coming and that he had to kind exactly. of put his differences yeah, with him aside exactly yeah, but the same thing but if yeah. but if goes are actually showed up like back when Egon said he showed up then you know yeah maybe Ray would have said something but because he wasn't supposed to show up according to the mind in all those years on the wall. Like he wasn't supposed to show up until this year. Like, obviously he didn't believe like what he seemed was a little crazy. Seems how everything happened in New York. And then now that it's happened, you know, they rushed down there, which I guess that part, that part's a little, that part's a little. First of all, we, we need to, we need to ignore the literal writing on the wall with the years because it was such a, obvious set piece reshoot that was a reshoot they even from 2019 to 2021 then they have another one um you know pretend that wasn't there the fact that egon rigged the fucking trap of the proton uh, guns to keep the demons at bay Uh, i mean that's all he he is ray can you close the door so our cats don't get out she's already there sorry it's all right um, okay, I have to get up and close our door, so just keep talking. Yeah, no worries. Um, okay, no, but yeah, no, like the, the well of like demons and shit that he rigs the guns to keep shooting down. I mean, that's all the proof that Ray would need. If the years were there, all he would have to do is show that to Ray, and Ray would be like, oh, okay, that makes sense. Well, for one, you're working around the fact that um, Harold Ramis isn't around anymore. So, I mean, you can't really, I mean, you would have to be like, oh, I went down to Oklahoma and, and Spain. No, 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 Justin, you're missing the point. This was supposed to have happened in 1995. What? Where, where are you getting that from? That yeah. was what was in the movie. The big, great breakup and all that was 1995. Okay. Okay, so he had already done all that by then. Yeah. Or- Okay. So basically, Egon is there by himself, and nobody believes him for right. you yeah. know close to thirty years. Well, yeah, That's because at that point, and plus at that point, he had or you know they had already gone bankrupt once in Ghostbusters two over the Ghostbusting thing, and then after Ghostbusters two, obviously business slowed down or whatever again, you know, and so yeah, obviously, but at the same was- time, you see at the end of the movie that Winston is, is a millionaire, so it's like yep. Yeah, but I just, that part doesn't, doesn't make you know like. It's... Well, wait, I mean, Winston could have become a billionaire, like you know, in the last five years. That yeah. I have no. With the the mm. fact that the entire universe again forgets about ghosts, that's what I have a problem with. Plus, yeah, but plus... it's, it's the again part that doesn't bother me too much because it already happened. Yeah, once. yeah I'm, I'm with. And even I'm though with Ghostbusters Two was on a bigger scale than the Ghostbusters One, and I still prefer it as a better movie than Ghostbusters 1. Like, World Forgot, and this was like five years in between those movies. Now it's like 30 years, 
and the world forgot again. But this is like Oklahoma or Ohio, wherever. Yeah. So it's like not even New York. I and I'm like, I I, and I mean, it, it bothered I me, but not enough where I like cared that much because that already happened once. Yep. I guess I just don't. I don't want the whole show to turn into us debating this point for the next hour, but. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I guess mean, I'm, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna make the same point I made earlier. Like, I just don't believe that a guy completely, you know, whose whose entire uh, way of looking at the universe is completely controlled by science would have turned yeah. into a psychopathic dickhead mm. and been like, "I'm gonna take all this equipment and just run away," and then the guy who was like super primed to automatically believe in any of this shit was just like, you're a dick. You know? Not only that. I mean, no, no offense. I mean, Egon is like, kind of a dick in the other movies. Ray's supposed to be like the happy. Yeah, but everything's scientific for him. Like, his whole prism of looking at things is scientific in those other movies. So it's like, there's basis for everything he does and says in science. And Ray believes anything about ghosts. Literally anything. Yeah. That was, Ray also caused the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man, and like, yeah, because that's where he mind went. Yeah, they yeah, could have so thought of a like, cat if or Egon you know, says like... Gozer. Ray would be the first one to be like, "I'm there." Yeah, yeah, well, I mean, I I can I can see what you guys are saying with that part. Like, obviously, it probably could have been written better, but I think just in general, like the idea of them like having a falling out or whatever seems pretty plausible. You know, yeah, just based I on just... like you know. The history of like seems plausible, but it's I the feel... reasoning behind it that could have been done better. Yeah. All right, all right, yeah. So yeah, the falling out. Because everybody who's familiar with the first two movies wouldn't really buy into the reason why they broke up. Yep. And I, why he got at all like Kermit on everybody else. The falling out is not a problem. It's just how they got to it bothers me. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, okay. but on the other things anyway. So rent over. Yes. And it went way longer than I intended. Yeah. Okay. It, it's out there now. Just assume I have with any future like reboot legacy movies that do the same thing, so that if we ever review any more of these type of things, I won't do this rant again. Um, <laughs> yeah, we can just go. Just go check out the Ghostbusters after like one. Yep. So, yeah. Uh, as far as I mean, I thought this was very effective. Uh, as much as I enjoyed the vast majority of it. Um, I also thought this was a very effective children's film. Which, yeah. if you're trying to cultivate a new audience for this franchise, which they probably are, they obviously are. This was done very effectively. Like, mm. and this, yeah. and this also shows you how out of touch I am with child actors at this point. Um, I have not seen anything with Finn Wolfhard in it since season one of Stranger Things, which I watched when it came out originally. I'm pretty I, sure that's the only thing he's been in. Right. But I actually thought, because I hadn't seen him in anything in like three or four years or whenever that originally came out, that Mechanic Race was Finn Wolfhard. And I was just like, <laughs> and in all the ads and stuff, I thought every scene with Mechanic Race and it was actually Finn Wolfhard. And I was like, why are uh... they? And I knew from the, a lot of the reviews and stuff that it was actually about the McKenna Grace character. And I was like, then why is she in any of the ads or anything? Which she was. I just got the actor wrong. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that 
we're, we won't write that up to dementia. I mean, I'm not even 50. Yeah. No, I, uh, no, I mean, to be honest with you, I think most of those kid actors, I think this was either like their first and or like, you know, second or third type of thing. Like, I think yeah. the kid who plays podcast, this was actually his first acting gig, I think. Yep. I've seen McKenna well, Grace. Finn is obviously best known for Stranger Things, while the Phoebe character, uh, she did some other stuff. Yeah, yeah, she's been in kind of like horror stuff. And like and she's she been was... she's been she places. Was... Oh, go ahead. She was in that movie with Chris Evans where she played yep. the math prodigy kid and he was yeah, like uh, gifted or something. Oh, yeah, yeah she's she's great. Gifted, she gifted. Was in, um, oh right, 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 right. She was in Young Sheldon and like she has like dude, Fuller House, she has like sixty credits already to her name. Yeah. And she's like so. Damn, I mean, she, I she carries the entire show in Haunting of Hill House, basically. Yep. I would argue she carries most of this movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She was the main phenomenal. character, basically. Yeah, she's really yeah. good in this movie. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, she's fantastic. Yep. And uh, I really liked, you know, I get what they were doing with Ben Wolfhard. He probably, you know, they're probably trying to appeal to the Stranger Things crowd by having him in here. But yeah, but did, again, like his character was totally unnecessary. But like, did he have any role in this beyond being old enough to drive the car? Because I don't see. Not it. really. No. Um, well, and his girlfriend slash like crush or whatever she is, she did become either the key master or the gatekeeper at one point. Towards no, the end. I mean. But well, like, I mean, other than that, like the, those two characters didn't even need to be in the movie. Yeah, well, I mean, technically, he does kind of look like uh, McKenna Grace. So, I mean, I, maybe that's also another reason why they hired him. They were like, oh, this kid's popular. He looks like this girl. You know, they could pass yeah, his brother, be the brother and sister. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> there definitely was a, uh, you know, you could definitely pass them off as siblings anyway. Mm. So, yeah, I mean, and, I, you know, it, I'm in a weird place because I, I like the vast majority of this and – the things that I would normally drag this kind of movie for doing are things that are just like, okay. I, and like, even as I was watching it, I was like, I knew like, these are things I would shit on some other movie for doing, but somehow I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> Which is a weird position. Yeah. They kind of make like everything work at the end. Given how hard we've so, like, been. When you dissect it, you can find like faults and stuff. But like in general, when you put the whole piece together, Yep. And then especially when you compare it to 2016, like, this movie. Oh, God, like, it's, not even it's not even close. Like, there's no comparison. Oh, yeah, this is... oh, yeah. Right, it's you know. Way, this is so way, much way more, like, Yeah, and so much more similar to the original two than yeah. 16 ever was. I knew, in the, I knew in the first 10 minutes of this movie that, like, oh, this is already better than 16. Oh, yeah, same. I mean, I was like, not, by the time they cool. got to Oklahoma, I was like, yeah, this is already better. Yep. Now, and I know, and I know, John, you know this, but when you guys were talking about like the fake Harold Ramis at the beginning and the dogs or whatever and the ghosts, you know, I kind of missed that part. I didn't see it until uh, the, oh, that's right. uh, her and the kids got to go home. Yeah. Oh, really? Mine was cool. Yeah, I went. Yeah, you asked me in the chat what the beginning was. <laughs> you were in line. Uh, yeah, because yeah, because I was uh, I was in line like because we usually get there because it was I went on a Sunday morning at eleven o'clock so usually nobody's there, and so um, I you know got my ticket and then all of a sudden there was this like big giant line for like everything I was like 
holy crap i'm like this is 11 o'clock in the morning and uh yeah, yeah so <laughs> yeah so i ended so up missing probably like five there. minutes yeah i mean we went saturday at like noon or something for mm-hmm. on opening weekend and uh it was uh not our our theater doesn't get like super crowded ever there are maybe like 20 people in there mm-hmm. um so yeah, I think this ended my up doing My theater is well. never crowded. I think the last time my theater was crowded was probably when the Force Awakens came out. Oh wow! So yeah. I can I can literally go at any time, and so usually like we don't our theaters don't open in the morning. They usually open like around three p.m. Yeah. Well, at least this one that I go to. So well, Saturday Sunday they do like matinee stuff. So there's like cartoons for kids and whatever. So you oh, open early, cool. but like I can go at any point during the day, and I can always find seats. I don't ever have to reserve my seats or anything like that. Like I can always just. Corey wanted me to ask you this, Milos. What do they do in Croatia with like? Do you get like dubbed movies? Or are they in? So Croatia? okay, so they sub them. Uh, animated, all the animated stuff gets dubbed, which is okay. why I religiously avoid watching anything animated. In the movie theater, uh, okay. but as far as movie go, they just sub them. So, okay, so they just it just had what Croatian subtitles under the yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. And I don't even pay attention to those just because it's yeah. away from the movie. I mean, you know, it's not like my English is bad. So. Yeah, right. unfortunately, right. the uh, unfortunately the only country that they edit things for is China. Yeah, true. This probably well, didn't. Uh, even... Germany does full dub of everything. This probably didn't even get a China release because the other ones didn't because they have something against against yeah, any they don't, supernatural. They don't believe in ghosts. Yep. Yeah. yeah that's why. That's why uh, Star Wars. Stuff. That's why Star Wars, the original ones, never uh, showed over there because of the Force Ghost. Yep. Like anything involving like supernatural stuff, I guess they don't like over there. So um, yeah, that's why for like the Force Awakens or whatever, I think they had. I think it was because there was no Force Ghost and then like something like that. And then I think they, um, for, uh, which one is it for this Force Ghost? Uh, what you ordered? Last Jedi. That was the Last Jedi. That's what it was. Yeah, Last Jedi. I think for the uh, Last Jedi, Skywalker's. I think, yeah, 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 yeah. I think they had to edit out the, um, the part where Yoda shows up. Like, I didn't, I, yeah, right. I think they had to edit that part out of it. But I, I remember hearing Probably like, the part where Luke disappears in the end, too. Mm. Yep. The 2016 one didn't get released over there. Suicide Squad didn't get released over there because both of those movies had supernatural components to them. Yeah, then this um, probably didn't either. Oh, I, I don't think the other ones did even at that time. Not that there were as many American releases over there as there are now. Um, but I just don't think there's an audience for it over there. But it seems to be doing well. I mean, I think the fact that it was made for a relatively low budget helps. Um yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, there, there were things I might have done a little differently, but for what for what I think this thing was trying to do, it's pretty well constructed. Um, oh yeah, like you said, like somebody said, you could probably get rid of Finn Wolfhard and the and the black girl, and it wouldn't matter because they don't do anything. Uh, yeah, there's not, like in yeah, there's like few scenes, but you lose like yeah. Yeah, I think uh, I think, like, I think it was you're basic. gonna like cut the movie runtime by like twenty minutes. 
Yeah, I, I think it was basically just for that. There, there, there was a quartet. You know what I mean? Like the other yeah. ones had four. Yeah. So now they had four. Yeah. I think, like I, I, uh, I did mention it in the the Ghostbusters one and two retro review. Um, but I kind of wish they had done something similar to that, where like, excuse me, where uh, Ray and um, Winston, you know, are kind of like the the keepers of the guard now or whatever, and, and maybe these kids were like, you know inspired by them or whatever or like some sort of mentors but like i said you know i really didn't mind how they did it yeah yeah, yeah. And they do open like they they do leave the door open for like potential sequel yeah I, which i don't know whether they're gonna look at uh how much movie the money makes before they do anything with it but like the way they did the first one i think sec- like if they were to do a sequel to this he has really fast potential. And I just hope they do something better with Paul Rudd because his character, like, after releasing the ghost uh, in the with the bus scene and everything, like, after that, his character is just, like, goes down the wire. Just, yep. it's bad. I mean, the Walmart scene and had, like, the Memberberries moment. Yeah, that. but then when he gets possessed, then it's over. Like, his character is there just... Because they need somebody to get possessed. That's it. Yeah. Yep. What I would have done maybe is like if you're absolutely if you absolutely have to do it to the Carrie Coon character, maybe you give her she's getting not Paul Rudd. And that way then Paul Rudd gets out. Uh, and have a different different role in the second half of the movie when he does. Um, you know, but I guess, I guess, and like I said, most of it worked. I mean, you know, I don't. I mean, the only thing you had to justify with the second one is like, how do you yeah. get podcast in New York? Yeah, and if the if the <laughs> second one becomes like the return of Vigo, then I think we got another problem. Um. <laughs> oh, I at this point, I'd like to see something original. Not you know like if we did the second one return of ego they'd just be like nah don't do that to us man I I would support a uh, return by Donna see ya because he was pretty fun um I don't know if that whole like weird weird immigrant thing he had going on in Ghostbuster two would be acceptable now but I would I would still go for that definitely um, not. No. Yeah, I'm adjusting them. That would get canceled at some point, probably. Um, yeah. So uh, I'm trying to think, and this is this is the downside of having seen this. Like, well, um, is there anything else that we wanted to bring up here? Uh, well, I just want to add that, like, seeing uh, Wakeman and Stance and uh, Winston at the end, all dressed up. Yeah, and being them originals, that was like that was Chewy and uh, Hans uh, Chewy yeah. were home moment. I wanted it was more. So epic to I see. more of them. I know that I know they were probably trying to keep it to a minimum, but I wanted more of it, and it just seemed. Oh yeah, I'm the same because uh, I'm guessing probably some of you saw this originally in the movie theater when you there the first time. Uh, the original one, yeah, I think I was the only one. was old enough. John, John was the only one born. <laughs> okay, well, I don't know how old everybody is. I'm born yeah. in '89, so I didn't see the original one. So I'm, I'm a year younger is, than you. So this is the first Ghostbusters 
that I saw in a movie theater and then seeing them like that, that was pretty... I don't know for you guys, like, uh, I don't know, I know some of the movie theaters there in the States, they do, like, uh, retro stuff, and they show old movies and stuff Oh, like yeah, that. they'll, they'll show Ghostbusters yeah, yeah. all the time. Oh, yeah, I, I almost yeah, uh, I've seen it since. I just wasn't old enough. I was seven years old when it came out, yep. so, I mean, yeah, I, I was, uh, I almost went well, to it last year. Well, they wouldn't have parental guidance back then, I think, right? This is like yeah, was, they didn't care about that stuff. It was a PG movie back then. I thought, as yeah. a kid, I thought it was rated R. Um, I watched yeah, PG uh, PG thirteen didn't start until uh, the second yeah. Indiana Jones movie. Yeah, yep. yeah. And was Gremlins also part of that? I think. It was Gremlins and uh, Campbell. Yeah. It was the one two yeah. punch. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. So I mean, if they do another one, which I can see them doing, because I do think it's going to make money. Um, given that they didn't seem to spend that much to do it to begin with. Uh. What would we like to see a second one maybe do? Well, they mentioned that Winston had older adult sons, so I figure like they're going to be the uh, face of the new Winston Avengers Ghostbusters. Um, no. They also completely made the video game non-canon, and that was supposed to be Ghostbusters 3. Yeah. And there's a lot of elements of that that really worked, so they could just do that again. Um, and yeah. one of the things they do is they basically establish almost like Batman Incorporated, a franchise, and it would be like Winston is the main hub in New York, and then there's like other outfits in different cities, different <laughs> towns. They actually yep. did a comic about that. It's called Ghostbusters International. Yeah. <laughs> huh. Yeah, I could but, see- uh Show the, me the money. The one thing I just want to kind of uh, break in here, right, real quick. Now that we're talking about Winston, did he pull the Ecto into a uh, firehouse, like as in like the old firehouse? Yeah. So there's a really wasn't it? Isn't it a Starbucks? Line. Well, so yeah, it's a terrible line. <laughs> yeah, I was just about to Starbucks. mention like they turned that into the Starbucks, so that yeah. one didn't. <laughs> So we just bought another firehouse? No, no, it's supposed to be the same one, the Starbucks line. They're he probably bought the like Starbucks and just shut it down or something. Yeah, I don't know. Usually they <laughs> knock knock down the old building. So I was like, I was like, wait a minute, didn't Ray just say that they made it into a Starbucks? Said that it's supposed to be just a joke. It wasn't really uh, turned into a Starbucks, uh, but it okay. was stupid to put it in the movie. Yeah, it, it was. Ray being cynical and saying, "Oh, yeah, it's probably a Starbucks now." Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, huh. um, I could have. Yeah, I just. I mean, I could have. And, yeah, uh, I can't hear anything you said, man. All right. Who's driving? Oh, well, not him. Uh, hold on. Yeah. I can better. almost hear like somebody's driving around or something. It's probably Joshua. Oh, yeah, I just uh, got in the car. Oh, okay. Mr. Yep, Joshua. I could I could have done more with with more of Bill Murray and, and Aykroyd and... Uh, and uh, Ernie Hudson, but, like I'm, yeah. just, I'm actually glad Bill Murray. Yeah, I hope they more. if they make the second one, we see more of them in the suit. Just you know. Yep. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if you're gonna see more of Bill Murray in the suit. Yeah, no, because, I, I don't uh, think he we'll was. See them back. I he was. was he was bitching Bill and moaning on. Uh, yeah, he was bitching and moaning on uh, Fallon about how heavy the suit, how heavy the proton pack thing was again, and how he hates getting into the yep. suit. So yeah, I don't. I don't see just him. Just making one out of a cardboard box. <laughs> CGI. I mean, that's what they did in Ghostbusters too. <laughs> yep. 
You yeah, might I, see I, him and Sigourney like stop by or something if like Ray and Winston, you know, do that. Well, like if, if they, they do, if they're like moving on with the franchise, they're really like planning more movies. Uh, it would only seem rational that they would phase out the old. Uh, yeah, yeah, I don't yeah, think we would see anyone except Winston again. Yeah, and possibly. Well, Winston and possibly Ray. I think Ray could always be like the crazy uncle in the. In the shop that you can phone for like advice or whatever. Yep, maybe. Or they they could introduce new characters to do all those things too. You know, yeah. either way. Oh yeah. But yeah, I mean, there's I think there's definitely ground here for uh, this thing to keep going. Um, it seems to have been generally felt. I mean, I went in I was prepared to hate it on the same level that I hated sixteen, and didn't. so. I don't know if more people think like me or not. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, John, I think, uh, uh, just, I think you're covering the oh, microphone again. Yeah. Mm. All right. Mm. Okay. Yeah, Better? there you go. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I, I definitely think there's money to this. Um, you know, whether it's entirely the old or not, I don't know. But as I said before, I kind of popped out. Like I was scared to go in and hate this as much as I hated 16. And I enjoyed, you know, as I have been saying, probably about 85 percent of it. Um, so it yeah, I mean, <laughs> no, I was I was gonna say, I mean, if I was if I was a kid, like nowadays or whatever, I would probably uh, I would probably really enjoy this movie and you know i'm sure i would be looking forward to further sequels and stuff like that you know what i mean yep. so oh, yeah. you know this well, is i would have, yeah. have to tie into our uh, star uh, trek uh, prodigy series yes prodigy just because like the, the same way they made that for the younger which, audience for the which new I have audience been watching. of kids yeah like it's the same thing with these ghostbusters if i'm like this is for the new audience like we're gonna go watch this movie anyway. Like, but this is to draw the young kids in. So this is what you need. And I think they did a quite a good job with it. Like, yeah, I, I heard, really uh, have. Like, when we start to dissect it, like, yes, you can find faults. But like, when you piece it all together, the movie's great. I absolutely. Yeah, I heard. Uh, I heard Boris talking about that in uh, in your Prodigy reviews and stuff like that. How he wants, like, oh, bring back Q, bring back this, bring back that, and I'm like, you know what? This is this is a perfect uh, vehicle for like kids to get into Trek. Yeah, and that, this particular movie is a good vehicle like, for uh, Ghostbusters to get into Ghostbusters. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. That's, that's what I don't like with Boris. Like that's where we completely opposite. He's like, oh, bring all this Trek <laughs> stuff. Tell. I'm like, no, 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 no. You have like, this is new kids, new audience. Like you don't want to like smother them with that stuff because they're not gonna get it. So like you want to build something else for them. Yeah. This can be their '84 version. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. If I ever, if I ever get as pretentious as that, yeah, I didn't get any of that. I don't know if that's just me or. I think I think he said if uh, if he gets as protective as Boris does, then no, you no, have your permission. No. To, huh? no, can you hear me now? Yeah. If I, yeah. If I ever get as pretentious as that podcast kid. Uh, oh. On any of our recordings, 
that guy that guy cracked me up so much yeah. every time he like pulled out his mic and like he wanted to get the sounds or whatever I, was like oh, look yeah. that kid that kid got the biggest laughs out of me just because i was like oh my god this is like the like this is like the far end of like what a podcaster would be or whatever and like you know just the way he like he sold it and stuff like that you know oh yeah, yeah. I, I was the laughing. equipment that he's lugging around yeah. the mic <laughs> the big giant boom mic coming yeah, out of his that, chest yeah. oh my god that character was that character was living uh, yeah he was living he was definitely living the gimmick <laughs> oh yeah he enjoyed himself that's true yep i liked the end when he was he was the one who Oh yeah, he was fighting the marshmallows in the car. Yep. Josh, why did you have to that? Uh, because the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man was a manifestation of Gozer, so it is Gozer, and it's not supposed to exist without him. And it's just little ones popping up at a Walmart. I mean, they played like gremlins. They were hilarious. But I looked at it and I was like, "This is only here for to sell toys." Yeah, oh, yeah, pretty much. Yep. Okay, I mean, it, yeah, that's a valid argument. And for the kids to get kicked out of it. That's yeah, it. but I mean, like, the kids, you know, could watch the original movie and understand that, like, the Marshmallow Man was Gozer. I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, kids nowadays, the most of them that I've, like, talked to and who I'm family with and stuff like that, if you pretty much talk about anything prior to, like, 2000, they, like, kind of zone out. They, you know, they don't really like watching, like, older movies and stuff. No, I, tried no, no. I, I, I understand that. I'm saying if the original movie came out today, like, they would be able to understand it. Oh, 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 gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. All right. I thought you meant like they had to go back and and watch the first Ghostbusters movie, and no, I'm like, you know what? You're probably not gonna get anybody. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> like, oh, it looks it looks so old. Oh, yeah. that those effects are not good. Why didn't they just make everything yeah. CG? I have I have a fourteen year old nephew. Where's your cell phone? I have a fourteen year old nephew who likes a lot of movies, and I'm pretty sure he has. He lives in Thailand now. I haven't seen him in a couple of years, but. Um, we had discussions when he was like 12, 13 about how some movies that aren't even really all that old, really, uh, he suddenly thinks are like, you know, the old thing on earth, and it just made me feel like a 70 year old man. Uh, <laughs> I definitely think you're right about that, just with young today. Uh, so, yeah, I think, I mean, I would say, you know, we have some minor and hey i think uh i think this may be the uh first podcast that i'm on with you guys that i think i actually liked it better than you and josh I because think usually, so. usually everything we review that's new like anything that's like a new release or anything like that it's usually eh, kind of meh you know because that's kind of yes. what this year's been in general but uh yeah you know, I actually like this one probably, yep. <laughs> probably more than you two do. Yeah, I think this plus? is the first one. Maybe I'm overstating, but this feels like it might be the first new release thing we've done this year that you even liked. <laughs> yeah, I think so. 
I mean, yeah, yeah that's no, what I mean, shocked you know. me the most when uh, when John mentioned it. He was like, Justin yeah. actually liked this one. I was like, whoa. Yeah, I, I was I was blown away. <laughs> I think and, uh, your, most positive, your most positive review before this, Justin, was Shang-Chi, where you were like, it was oh, better yeah, yeah, yeah. than what it was going to be. Yeah, I actually, I think, I think I actually, if I can't, if I'm not going to lose you while I look up my letterbox, I think I'm pretty you sure liked, uh, I have Shang-Chi over it. Okay. Yeah, I was kind of iffy on F9. I think I have F9 as like maybe a borderline three stars out of five. Um, hmm. Yeah, I have uh, I have Shang-Chi as number four so far on my list, and Ghostbusters is number nine. So. Not bad. Okay. Yeah. So, okay. Uh, to get into some other stuff that we have coming, uh, as far as film reviews, I know, Milos, you and I are going to be doing House of Gucci at some point next week, probably. Uh, yeah, yeah. We're going to we're gonna have to figure out what night we want to do those on because the Patriots are on my night football this week. So, um, and, I'm uh, that. Uh, we're obviously going to do the Spider Man movie. Um, yep. At some point, I'd like to get that one done at least before I leave the second on the 26th. But uh, we'll see when everybody's done. Whether that yeah, I actually, uh, I actually plan on seeing that one. I, I plan on seeing it open weekend. We'll see what happens. Yep. But even though yeah, it's going to make me see that one, um, are we going to do a Spider-Man franchise recap show before? Yeah, we can. I've got time. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah, I guess some, and I, I think guess like the first, off, so. I think like the next two weeks are kind of movie shy at some point. So yeah. like we could use and it I for think, the episode, uh, definitely. And I think uh, Josh has an idea for reviewing the uh, Home Sweet Home Alone, yeah, as I like yeah, to call it, Home Alone Plus. Yeah, I think Josh yeah. has seen my letterbox, so. <laughs> I, I have not. I can't wait. Oh, all right. All right, well. There's a there's another movie we reviewed this year, which was the last on my list. Um, this one beat it. So there's a little teaser. Oh, okay. oh I knew you'd love it. This is for something we haven't done yet. Okay. Uh, I assume at some point, once it ends, we'll actually get to Hawkeye. Um, I got to figure yeah. out. That. Yeah. Yeah. I think that I think that ends the Wednesday before Christmas, so we may not get to it till after you get oh, back. Yeah. Yeah, we're, yeah. That's like 23rd or 24th. Yeah. December yeah. is the end. Matrix. I have to think we're gonna end up pushing the January, but yeah. But either, I want to. I want to watch the first three anyway because I, I haven't seen those in forever. I want to try to get to those before the fourth one, but we'll mm. see. Yeah. Um, I'm not gonna try too hard though. Christmas movie, but it was a Hanukkah movie, and uh, I'm encouraging everybody who wants to just do a review on the fly for any Christmas movie they enjoy. Um, you know, we can set it up, or if you want to just do it yourself, and we'll, we'll get it out there. Yep. Uh, so, like, so we want to the... aim for, like, the 200 episodes before the end of the year? <laughs> uh, we're going to... Well... Close. Well, Spotify Wrapped uh, already came out, and I think we're at like 164 or something. It's we're, we're way over that. Yeah, no, we're at like 1, 180 almost. This, this yeah, I think we're in the 80s. This will be 182 when it gets published. Yeah, so, yeah well, I think I think Spotify Wrapped ends in like October or something, so I'm sure so they, it uh, hasn't counted like the last 20 we've done in a month. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Well, I think – the fact that oh, we're doing weekly TV stuff again, 
before the Star Trek stuff probably helped. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, I would I would make and a joke Who about one of well the, and... and I would make a joke about one of the movies I think we're going to review, but I can't really do the voice right now because I'm suffering from a sinus infection. But uh, that's a technical foul. Josh okay. knows what I'm talking about. I don't. Yeah, I know. Eight Crazy Nights with oh. uh, Adam Sandler. Oh, okay. Yeah, I pretty much tune out anything he does at this point. Uh, yeah, well, this one came back out in 0102, something like that. It's yeah. an animated movie. Oh, yeah. Which I don't think I've seen, which I don't think I had seen since 02, I think. I yeah, mean, I I've probably seen, seen it once it or twice. Out, I don't think. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but I watched that one the other night and, you know, it got a few laughs. So. Nice. The tw- the twelve year old in me laughed oh. at it. So sometime before the end of the month, I'm sure Justin's going to do a uh, solo worship piece on Jingle All the Way. Dash of Dance of Brands of Vixen, Comic Cupid, Donna Blitzen. Actually, if you want to do that, I think uh, Boris and I might jump in on it if you want company. Oh really? This one oh, of yeah, this one of our favorites. Like when he All came right. out, like we were blown away. It was like. Oh, Arnold Schwarzenegger is doing a Christmas movie. Heck yeah, Simba's in it. Yeah, I, I literally, I literally quote it all the time, and and even like, uh, even when I'm like leaving at my dad's now, um, I I'll go Tata Turtle Man, and I'll leave or whatever. So now I got like my brothers and sisters saying that to me every time I leave. Oh, <laughs> I don't think I've ever. Yeah, I, mean, I would, I would, I would have to rewatch it before we did it, but I think we would both be open to that idea. Because yep. we, we loved it. So, like, you know, and every time it would come on again, it was like, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Man. Friend Mike's favorite Christmas movie, and I've seen it probably more times with him than at any other point. Nice. Which one? Sorry, which one was it, Josh? Uh, I guess the Jingle All the Way. Jingle, oh, all, jingle, all, the way. All, oh, jingle all the Way? Oh, nice. Cool. Yeah, so we've obviously got some plans. Uh, as far as other uh, new releases, I think we're going to go dark on those, probably the Spider-Man, because uh, there's really nothing in that intervening. Okay, TV. so Netflix dropped that uh, Benedict Cumberbatch movie, The Power, oh, Power of the Dog oh. thing. They came out. I might actually have to watch that. Um, and he's uh, like, I know. Uh, he's supposed to be out. like super good in it. Yeah, if I can get to that in the next week or two, we'll do that. What, what did you Christmas? say, Justin? No, I, uh, I was saying that on Netflix, uh, that movie Bruised came out with Holly Berry and uh, uh, Valentina. Um, oh, uh, Shashenko. Uh, yeah. So yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. know if anybody, I don't know if anybody else plans on potting it. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll do a solo one on that one. Holly Berry. I do plan on watching it. For me, generally. Huh? Um, Holly Berry is a hard pass for me most of the time. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would. I have to admit. I have to admit that I didn't watch. Oh, I think Josh is out. Right. Yeah, yeah. Josh. He just said his goodbyes. I think. Well, he I generally I didn't watch Catwoman, and I don't think I ever plan to. But like generally, like don't. I'm don't. okay. Oh, I don't plan to. Do like, not ever. watch that movie. <laughs> I'm never gonna watch that. I avoided that one. Yeah, I avoided it so far. I do not plan on changing that, but like I generally like Hillberry, so like and uh, yeah. And Milos, I we could, have I could watch it. Like if I can watch it, yeah. We have the Doctor Who season finale coming up too. Yep. <coughs> this Sunday, so we'll get to that at some point this week. 
And um, I'm sure, at, and I'm sure at some point I'll uh, join you guys on uh, one of the Trek ones because I know oh, you guys have been patiently that waiting be a my, my return to that away missions pod, which yep, I've, you, are, you know, you you know, I listen to it and I comment on the post in the Facebook group and stuff like yep, that. Yep. So you every are time I hear you guys say there. something, I know, so. I know, we're well, scheduling and stuff like that. We'll figure it out. Yep. We can even move the night we do it on if if um that works better for you. We oh, generally yeah, can, like if that's like we we, I think we based it off on like when it works for me. We yeah. kinda of generally do it Saturday, Sunday, so like whenever yeah. I work, we just do it like when I can. You know but what we could do is like and maybe we'll get you on we'll pro- we'll easily get you on one before this, but if we could all do the Strange New World pilot together that would be really neat. oh yeah i i, I oh, yeah, that would be great doing that because i because i do plan on watching that one so yeah yeah have you bothered i with think that would be fun stuff? i mean i know i keep i keep hearing you say like fuck trek i'm gonna watch some other random thing that's on this yeah i keep yeah no i keep joking <laughs> well i found hey listen Anybody else who was a '90s kid out there, I found Legends of the Hidden Temple on there, so I had to watch a few episodes of that. Of course, I had to watch. I had to watch a few episodes of Doug and a few episodes of Clarissa Explains It All. You know what I mean? Like, you know, it, I got sidetracked a little bit. Yeah, you're a '90s kid. Yeah. That's cool. <laughs> yeah, it's understandable. Yep, but yeah, but we uh, I but to ahead. answer your question, I think you said something about if I watched any of the Trek. I have watched all of the episodes of Prodigy so far. And um, I watched um, both seasons. I I had already seen most of the first season of Lower Deck, um, but I I watched it all. I binged it all. Uh, So I'm I'm caught. I'm totally caught up on uh, Lower Decks. Yeah, you know, you know me. I'm I'm not not a fan of Discovery. I've watched a few episodes of that here and there, and it's just not my cup of tea. And yeah, you know my feelings generally about Picard. So, yep. Picard was even a hard sell for me, just kind of the way they, the way the season was structured, where it was like the first four episodes were just repeating the same information over and over mm-hmm. and over again, and it was like episode four before anything happens, and I was just like, okay. Yeah, I watched the first two initially, and I was like, no, I'm not, I'm not going to dedicate myself to trying to get this thing and watch this every week. I did like the, uh, the episode with uh, Riker and Troy, even though. You know, it's a little iffy here and there. I mean, you can kind of tell they kind of, you know, didn't really have them 100% how they used to be. But it's like, yeah. I understand it because of rights and everything like that. Like, maybe they had to make slight changes. But uh, yeah. but no, I, I like that. They were out on their own planet and stuff like that. But yep. I'm glad we're talking about Trek on a Ghostbusters pod. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> you know, we're going to... Yeah, know, we tend to do that stuff all the time. We just <laughs> wander know. around. The Trek pods will continue while Discovery is... In season, I believe, and then yeah, gonna- like uh, oh no, I was just gonna say going on uh, on his point about sidetracking. That's that's what I liked about the last one you guys did for uh, detained. I uh, like basically like stopped like halfway through, and then you just ended up talking about random all the stuff in Trek. <laughs> yeah, at least it was all Trek related, though. I mean, yeah, the thing with with Trek in general is there's so much, there's just so many shit. I mean, it's really easy to get sidetracked with sidetracked. Other oh, yeah. yeah. Um I'm looking forward to the one we have planned for this weekend for Message in a Bottle because I forgot how good that one is. Um Yeah. And it's 
it's a really fun doctor episode and i actually really liked andy dick in it and i've never really liked him in anything oh right 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 all right i thought i thought that was a voyager episode but i wasn't quite sure yeah but then once you said that i i know which one you're talking about yeah that's yep. a great episode and i watched it probably for the first time since it originally aired yesterday and really enjoyed it yeah well this kind of sets a high bar for me because now the next episode i pick has to be really good Oh yeah, that was one of yours, wasn't it? <laughs> oh yeah, that was the only one of mine. <laughs> right? Yeah, because well, because you, because you know, we weren't sure if you were going to be on it regularly when we started doing it. So now that you kind of oh, are, yeah. might as yeah, well yeah. pick one. Uh, yep. Just oh, have, yeah. have your next pick ready by Saturday, and we'll. I will do my best. Yeah, if not, I'll do it by the next one because we already have. A we got of picked out. So. You don't. Another. Uh, yeah. Another good Doctor episode. I actually just randomly watched this the other day because uh, I kind of thought it was a different episode. But um, it's the one where um, he's like on the holodeck and like he thinks like everybody's left the ship. And then like the holodeck tries telling him that he's not real. And then they try telling him he is real. And then he starts okay. reliving. Uh, that was projections. The really yeah, early yeah, yeah. where. Yeah, yeah, I think it was season two or season three Barclay something like that shows up and tries to convince him he's actually the guy who created him yeah 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 barkley yeah yeah yeah, yep. he, yeah he tries to convince him that he's actually uh dr zimmerman yep oh and uh barkley was not in message in a bottle i think you're thinking of pathfinder um yeah no but yeah, yeah barkley wasn't in that one uh barkley's in huh. the one where he gets transported back to the facility yep. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. He's because in. Uh, well, he does show up in a couple of episodes, and they all have to do with communication. Yeah, something he's goes in, back and forth. He's in yeah, uh, were... Lifeline, and I want to say there's one called Pathfinder that he's also in. Yeah, I think Lifeline is the one I'm thinking about, where uh, Zimmerman's dying, and so they figure out a way to put the Doctor through like a time portal or some black hole or something, and can download him to the uh, facility that he's working at. Yeah. yeah. And that one that also was a good had, episode as well. That one also mm. had Troy in it, if I remember correctly. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. Um, so that that one the, kind of reminds me of Brothers a little bit, like when yeah, soon it was um, similar. Yeah, it brings them back. Yeah, similar idea, mm. except Zimmerman's a dickhead. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so that's kind of an idea of what we're gonna be. What we're going to be doing in the next few weeks, months, whatever. Uh, we're actually seriously we're we're staring down the barrel of year two here, boys. Does anybody think we're still going to be doing this this long? Crazy, crazy. Well, I'm only a new addition, so like I'm having yeah. fun. Yeah, I like doing these. We're glad to have people like you and Boris and Brendan uh, joining us on a regular basis because I think if it was just the four of us trying to do shit all the time, we probably would have stopped six months ago. Um, yeah, and it probably probably would have probably would have been like one episode every month or something if we even did one. <laughs> just so. because if it was just the four of us trying to strain to find shit to do, then I I think we would have died like six months ago. Mm-hmm. But yeah, was, yeah, I get that, I get that. But you get new blood, and then it's like yeah. different. And the fact you know, that the, mandate of, the mandate of the show is so broad, and that we can talk about whatever. I mean, it's oh yeah, like yeah. It basically allows for anyone to do anything, so we can basically do any combination of people, which I think is one of the things that has kept us doing it for this long. Um, oh yeah, because if anybody wants to take a step back and not do anything for a couple of months, 
perfectly yeah, fine. But, you know, Brent has to go do his job a couple months out of the year, so you know, yeah, less for a while. But, yeah, and then like you're gonna mention something like, "Oh, I'm gonna do like solo Doctor Who," and I'm like, "Whoa, Doctor Who solo? No, <laughs> yeah. I had no I'm idea. in on that. I had no idea you were into that." And I was like, "Oh, cool. oh yeah, do that with." Me. I didn't even know that was on the table, and I was like, "Whoa, you're doing Doctor Who? I can do Doctor Who, man. I'm gonna watch yeah. it anyways." Yeah, I think Might Brent. Well. Likes, Brent likes a lot of the older stuff. We might, if we fill in some of the. If we still do it when it's not in season, we might be able to get him to come on and do some of the older stuff. Um, yeah, because I, I see him all the time trying to get you to, like, you know, talk about the older stuff or whatever. And I think he kind of stopped a few years ago or something. Yeah. Well, it's not, there's ways to get it. I just, I'm a completist. And there's, you know, with the way BBC used to do that show, some of it doesn't even exist anymore. Because uh, they, like, didn't keep the tapes and whatever because they didn't think there was anything to it. Um, so like being that I'm a completist because I have the brain of a comic book collector, uh, you know, it's, it's <laughs> hard for me to get into some of the older stuff, knowing that you have to go digging around looking for it. Um, yeah. but I'll and get it's to- even harder for me to actually get it because like you might have oh. venues. I have nothing. I think uh, all I get is like, it's not supported <laughs> in your region. Screw you and uh, the region, man. I think that, uh, Pluto TV app. I think that has a Doctor Who channel. I don't know if it's like in order or anything like that. I know that they have a Baywatch channel, and that one kind of goes in order. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but that could be something. Hey, hey, you know, <laughs> Baywatch is great. <laughs> yep. Okay. Oh yeah, Baby Watch. Have a great night, boys. This was fun. Hey, Amen. It was, Later. and we'll see you on uh, Saturday. Yep, Saturday for the Trek stuff. We'll figure out a night for who and uh, House of Gucci at some point. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm going to let you know when I watch it. Yeah. Can we do, for Saturday, can we start at like 11.30 Central? Your time? Yeah. Uh, 11, back on 6. Yeah, that's like 6.30 p.m. I'm good. Somewhere between, I'm somewhere, somewhere between 11 and 11.30 a.m. Central. Cause... So basically, for me, I'm home. I'm done. I'm home. By, so I'm home by nine o'clock your time. Okay. So That's, literally uh, anything after that. If works. it's if it's easier for you for Eastern time, eleven thirty Central is no, twelve thirty. Yeah, yeah. No, no. It's All okay. Right. He's like Central is seven hours behind me, so it's like. Oh, All right. right. Okay. It is two AM, so my brain just needs to process information. <laughs> right. So yeah. if we so on Saturday you need I to wait it. till nine on Saturday you need to wait till when? On Saturday, so everything after nine AM your time works. Okay, yeah, because we have a yoga class at ten. Which so I like when you about. wake up or when you can do it or when you get home, yeah. just message us and like you know yoga instructor leaves and we'll knock those two yeah, out. Yeah. So all right, yeah, boys. Yeah. Sounds good. I should have a like. I'm gonna finish. uh, I'm halfway through Discovery now. Yep. And I'm probably gonna watch. uh, Well, I have to see because Wheel of Time comes out tomorrow. Hawkeye comes out tomorrow, but I watch that with the family. So I'm gonna watch Message in the Bottle by Saturday, definitely. Worst case scenario. Hawkeye comes out on Fridays for you. Well, when does it come out? Fridays for you guys because it's Wednesday. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, it comes well, out much, I didn't check. Um, I didn't check. I just watch it on Friday because I do it like. 
I'm pretty sure they do Wheel of Time and Hawkeye at the same time. So okay. It's like just like knock yeah, them out gotcha. at the same time. I like, but like worst case scenario, I can watch uh, Message in a Bottle when I get home on Saturday before we start. So it's not a problem. Nice. Okay. Yeah, I like the first two Hawkeyes. I think that one's going to be a fun one to go over. I um, I had no expectations for it. I'm aware of who Kate Bishop is and everything. So I was like, really? But no expectations coming into it. And just watching it, I was like, I was pleasantly surprised how good it was. And I did write in the comments somewhere, like, it's better than the Black Widow movie. Mm. Oh, yeah. A lot yeah, more definitely. fun. So no, this this is two episodes in, and we get, like, what, six episodes altogether? Yeah, it's six. Yeah. So, Apparently, like, I'm, it's really fun show. They just announced today that uh, Book of Boba Fett is going to be seven. Yeah, I saw the announcement. So it's going to be... That, that's yeah. the end of December, so I would assume maybe February yeah, 29th. Yeah. So I would assume maybe February or early March we'll actually get to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, yeah. This, so. yeah. And I don't know if anybody watches Foundation. I'm going mm-hmm. to. It's on my really, really, really long list of shit. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. We all have long lists. I get it. But I, I start because uh, both my mom and uh, younger brother, they're into science fiction as well. And because it's loosely based on the book, I watch it with them and like we're half a season in and it's it's fantastic. Nice. Like, okay. And I didn't actually, like, it's on my even longer to be read book list. So I didn't yeah. really read Foundations. Like, I can't, like, I, my brain doesn't compare the book to the TV show. Same way it does to, like, say, Wheel of Time. Because yep. Wheel of Time just grinds, grinds my nerves so well, that, hard. That you've like, actually <laughs> been reading those, right? So, because I read the book, so it's like everything that's not, a co- like, even though I separate the two properties, like, it's so not connected in certain parts that it really like gets on my nerves yeah but i can't do that with foundation because i didn't read the books i don't know like you know that's why i try not to read the books before seeing the the adaptations because well yeah for yeah but for certain things like i'm gonna read the book or i have read the book before i even knew adaptation was coming so it's like there is that yeah so but like for foundation i didn't read the books i was like i don't have the comparison notes so like i just love the show it's really good Okay, so this is, you know, not only does this this last 20-minute digression or whatever it was include <laughs> what we're actually doing for the next couple of weeks, there's also a lot of stuff we could conceivably do in the near future. So, yeah, thanks for joining Did me. you ever think this was going to happen two years ago when you started? <laughs> what, that we would go on for this long about just random? Yeah, and stuff? it's all these plans and have all these plans for, like, next couple no, of months. I, I honestly thought, like, as much as when it started out with the four of us, as much as we all like doing it, I kind of thought at some point real life would just kind of step in and we'd all be like, you know what, this really isn't feasible anymore. And by six months months in, we would have stopped. The fact that we've made it this this far and are don't seem to be slowing down much uh, is quite. And we, you know, there is an audience for this. Uh, It's not big. But it's there, so mm, that's that's nice. That's nice. Yeah, I mean, from what from what all the metric software tell me, we have about maybe fifty people listening to this on a regular basis. Nice. Oh, wow, that's 50, which is fifty more people than I would have thought would ever listen to me ramble about shit. 
Yeah. Yep. Same. It's nice. Well, that's that's yeah. nice, man. <laughs> we about you were talking about maybe uh, doing a solo pod on this feed at some point. Do you have any ideas for what that would be at this point? Oh, me? Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm still kind of kicking around ideas. I don't know. I'll figure yeah. it out. Let me know when you figure it out. We'll make sure you have the login and shit. Okay. Cool. Um, so. Thanks. Cool. All right, guys. All right, guys. See ya. All right. Later. Yep. Later.